Digital. Student-centred. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. I'm Chia Dachi, and this is Tales of Teaching Online, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. So, hello everyone, and welcome to this episode. Um, I'm now sitting with Kaori Yokochi, who is a teaching scholar in conservation biology, and she's from the School of Life and Environmental Sciences. And she comes with a wealth of experience in teaching conservation biology and mostly based on on campus face-to-face teaching previously. But through this pandemic, of course, she has made a transition to teaching online. So I'm really excited to be um, sharing this story with you. And thank you for coming in, Kaori. Thank you for having me here, Chien. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here. Great. So... To start off with, could you give us some insights into the subjects that you use and the cohorts that you have at Deakin? Sure. So like Chia said, I am a teaching scholar in conservation biology. So I teach into environmental science courses at Burwood and I mostly teach second and third year students at the moment. So the units that I teach are mostly core to either wildlife conservation degree or um, environmental management and sustainable degree. But I also uh, unit chair uh, in T1 uh, units that is called for biological science students Mm. as well. Mm. And that unit that you taught in T1 when all of this uh, pandemic was um, (laughs) happening, um, that unit had very hands-on practice fieldwork components that you used to teach and obviously you had to make a transition to online so could you tell us a little bit about that journey how you managed to do that in a very limited amount of time as well that you had yeah sure so this unit is called um, Australian vertebrates it's third year unit in you know normal yeah I mean it's all face to face we used to take students to three separate field trips so all of them were either half day or one day long trips Mm. within metropolitan or uh, Melbourne region and they were normally in week four eight and eleven but they obviously all had to be changed very Mm. quickly especially the week four one because I think we had the change in like week two or three wasn't it (laughs) we only had like a week or two weeks to change that field trip to really quick yeah, so we really had to move quickly. And also that was the stage when we were kind of not sure if we could still, you know, keep going to on campus. Yes. And work on this material or all of a sudden if we had to, you know, stay home. That's right. So Great we period. really had to move very quickly. So um, this field trip was for students to actually go out with us to urban park, but, you know, kind of natural, very, uh, I guess, conservation focused park and then learn how to properly survey birds. So we will take students out and, you know, kind of teach them how to use binoculars, but also bird ID books, and mm-hmm. then how to conduct the standard uh, type of, um, I guess, bird survey that's normally done as researchers as well. So we used to do that, but obviously that couldn't be done and students couldn't even, you know, come on campus to grab binoculars and bird IDs. Mm-hmm. So what we did instead was um, film about three, I think, instructional videos that students can watch. So one of the staffs were out in the um, field and then actually showing them how to use bird ID books and how to you know, identify birds and so on. 
And we also provided students with a bunch of um, online materials. We wrote some materials for them as well. And yeah, so that kind of very quickly replaced that uh, field trip. Mm. But the thing with field trip was um, then after students learned that technique, they were supposed to go out and collect their own data in mm. their own time. Mm. And that was to be used for assessments later on. So um, we actually still got students to do that part as well, but they did it in, in their backyard, if their backyard is big enough and they have birds or when they go for walk, because we mm. were still allowed to go for you know, mm-hmm. walk and exercise. That would be so, essential yeah. uh, exercise yeah, exactly. that they need to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we actually got students to watch the video, learn how to do it and have some practice at birding birds, but then actually got them to do two or three separate bird surveys in their own time. And students actually <laughs> told me that they appreciated it because, you know, that gave them kind of focus, I guess, when they were out and exercising and that gave them excuse to actually go out and <laughs> mm-hmm. be in the sun. So I guess, yeah, some of them actually enjoy going that part, especially in this you know, lockdown um, environments that we are still in. Yeah. So that element of having both teaching theory and teaching yeah. practical component was very much at the core of what you were teaching in this unit. Yeah. And now that you've moved to um, online and using instructional videos that can demonstrate and teach theory component, but also sharing that practical component of how students do X, Y, and Z in yeah. the data with birds and everything. So that's really interesting um, change that you've made as well. And it's great to hear that the students have been appreciating that effort. Um, in terms of assessments, then, you talked about how students collected the data in their own way and yep. um, report it back. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So how did they work with collection of data and doing the assessment component online? Yeah, so in previous years, I guess when it was face-to-face, students had to collect their own data and um, after we go out for the field trip. And then I will collect the data and provide students with the class, whole class data. So they get, you know, data from you know, however many students were in that unit. And then the idea was they will actually write a manuscript. So what a researcher will do, you know, as mm-hmm. part of our work. Uh, so analyze the data and then uh, interpret the results and then write up the manuscripts for scientific paper, I guess. I actually kept that part. So actually, um, the process was in a way quite similar. So once students collected the data, I collated them and then provided the whole class data to all students. Mm-hmm. So they still had to analyze the data. But the thing is, normally, I guess, when I was face-to-face in class, I would talk to them and kind of also teach them how they could manage to clean up the data and analyze data. Mm-hmm. Now that obviously had to be online as well. So mm-hmm. I used uh, things like, you know, BB Collaborate live sessions to mm-hmm. go through that and encourage students to ask questions. And yeah, I made sure that I was in, I guess, regular contact with students. Because one thing with, I guess, environmental science and, you know, kind of biological science teaching team as well is that we're pretty, you know, like casual mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of um, relationship with students. So, you know, like we try to, we make sure that students are uh, comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. enough to just come to talk to us and we are pretty open with them. And, you know, but um, we were talking about this before, but, you know, the online environment actually maybe made it even more I guess um casual in a way because yeah they can see what our lifestyle is and you know sometimes in my class my two-year-old son will kind of just jump in <laughs> to class 
they can hear him in the background. So yeah, um, but I guess, yeah, I made sure that contact was there and so making sure that students are supported and feel comfortable enough to talk to us as well. Yeah, and I think that element is big. It's almost sort of like a incidental learning that happens on campus if you're interacting with the students. Yeah. You're also not just teaching the expertise and the content, but also developing relationships and creating these teams. Yeah, for and sure having that um, interaction organically, but in online space, even if you are doing this synchronous classroom environment, you get to do different things in different ways, but it's um, fantastic to hear that the students were feeding the same sort of um, sense of belonging or connecting to teachers and mapping that teacher's private lives looking at your son (laughs) popping up in a classroom and you felt okay in sharing those kind of aspects of private life as well yeah and you know and we kind of encourage students to share that as well if they wanted to obviously we don't you know Mm -hmm. we never force them but it's okay you know everyone's in this crazy life together at the moment so you know it's just natural that happens yeah so just going back quickly to the assessment component I believe you had exam as well Um, that was happening before and then you kind of made a transition in that regard yeah so we had a midterm exam so we it's like an in-class test but also an exam at the end of the trimester as well Mm. so we obviously had to move both of them to online mode so we used the um, quiz form uh, I guess function on Mm -hmm. cloud and because now it's all of a sudden um, open book exam it used to be closed book so we the well, students I actually sure. came to campus and did it on paper. Yeah, so it used to be, yeah, in, in the class. So I was, you know, right there kind of watching them, you know, for in class anyway. Um, but because it was online and also open book now, I obviously changed all the questions, um, changed all the questions so that it's more of a uh, critical thinking involved questions. So rather than, you know, students just recalling something from one lecture, I made sure that the to answer those questions, students actually needed to know information from different classes and also prax, you know, that, you know, field trip prax as well. So for example, I gave a, a lot of um, animal identification questions. So just giving them, giving students some clues about the certain animals. So, you know, the question might be this member of public found this animal in this kind of habitat, you know, they, they had this kind of characteristics. What is this animal likely to be kind of question so that students actually had to know to add information from a lot of different groups of animals or taxa. So yeah, that kind of um, changes were made and also there were more written kind of not short answer, but you know, written answer questions. So that's open ended question. Yeah, open ended questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So students actually had to give their ideas and information and also justify why they're saying this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what's been the feedback from students then, this trimester, especially one? Yeah, so a bit of a mix, I have to say. So some students loved it, mm-hmm. but obviously some others, um, you know, was finding it hard, and which is understandable. You know, it was hard you know for us. You know what part they were finding hard? Uh, probably just maybe, you know, lack of that face-to-face. So it's mm-hmm. much easier, I guess, in a way, when you're face-to-face to ask questions or, you know, kind of get information or keep being engaged even, you know, to classes because it's now all online. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be there face to face. And yeah, that, I guess, engagement, but also I will 
think that you know everyone was going through this crazy you know unknown yeah. together yeah. so a lot of things would have been happening outside of study too and it will make it hard for everyone yeah i think so i mean not just the unit itself but the life um yeah situations in general have been impacting on our students so forth yeah, and students especially you know those students that we teach they're used to face-to-face learning as well now they had to pivot all of a sudden to online learning too and that's a big change as well and big thing to get used to so mm. yeah yeah it has been an amazing shift um, yeah. both on students and staff as well so just talking now about your position as a teaching scholar i think that this um, teaching scholar position holds a unique and special space for the university especially now in the climate of everything has moved to online and teaching online is a different sort of mode um, in education too and so i'm wondering if you could share um, some insight as to what you think as the sort of message that you might have um, for the university and you know you as a person in this teaching scholar teaching focused position yeah um yeah it is kind of in a way unique that i can you know focus more on teaching than say you know other um teaching research plenty academic but i guess now i really think it's time more than ever that we should we need to focus and pay attention to students learning and making sure that they are I guess being yeah supported and also figuring the way how we can make sure you know that effective learning happens in online platform and we are you know every in T1 and T2 we are finding some ways we thought we would never work online actually working so you know for example in unit that I'm teaching now we used to have computer practice and we really nervous actually to move it to online format and be on BB collaborate but it has actually worked really well and it actually surprised us so in a way kind of revising the way we teach as well is you know really important at the moment i think in actually taking something away from this crazy experience <laughs> and you know using it might as well we did it so you know we gotta make the most of it right so yeah but i think it's really important to actually focus on you know teaching and learning student experience and they're actually being supported and actually learning what they need to learn from the courses yeah especially in times of crisis like yeah. now so maybe that's how we finish then. Um, last question would be around your identity in becoming an online educator um, from, you know, face-to-face focused teaching scholar. How has that journey been for you? And what do you think will be the next way forward from here? Yeah, so uh, the journey has been crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it all happened at the sudden end, like I said, things had to be changed very, very quickly. But in doing so, I have learned so much about online delivery, I guess, and also new ways of teaching. So I could use that in face-to-face teaching still. But things like, you know, um, how to effectively create a HTML page and then incorporate some really um, more engaging components like H5P in the um, HTML web page. Um, and also, you know, how you can actually use BB Collaborate or Zoom or whatever the platform you might be using to full so that you can actually retain that engagement, you know, like for even one-to-one contact with the students if need be. So um, I'm 
actually much more confident now and comfortable now in on delivering materials online in a way. And I am actually currently developing a new unit for next year. And oh, that wow. unit will definitely have more online content or, you know, components than I thought it might be before, mm-hmm. you know, before this whole pandemic. With thing all happened. the lessons learned yeah, that you yeah, have gathered. So, Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more yeah comfortable and keen actually to use you know a bit more online teaching but obviously our field you know wildlife conservation and environmental science means some things definitely has to be done or much better to be done hands-on so that component I think is also important to keep them mm-hmm. but other parts like theoretical parts for example can definitely be taught online more effectively so I think I'm definitely kind of moved more of a blend approach in terms of teaching yeah that's been an amazing um, journey. It sounds like um, Kaori and that online component that you like to do more. Could you say a little bit about the opportunity? So why do you think doing more online could be benefit for students? Yes, yeah, so I think it in a way can give them a bit more flexibility. That's one definitely big thing. Um, because we all come from, you know, different backgrounds, right? We have we all have different things happening uh, outside of the university study. So I think flexibility wherever we can, you know, provide it is definitely a good idea to do. But also, um, I guess it's really important now, especially that all over the world, people are finding out things can be done online. So for students to actually learn how to, in a way, work or perform online as well. So how to learn and how to, you know, produce whatever they need to do online. So in a way by, you know, teaching online, maybe that component can be learned by students as well. Because we all learned, you know, you know, three, four months ago, we never thought we would be working wholly online and we are now. So, <laughs> And I think some of it will definitely stay mm. right? because now everyone has experience. So that will be a really important um, learning for students as well, I think, in the future. Yeah, no, I agree. The whole world has changed fundamentally and yeah. we will never go back to the way we were. And yeah. so in a sense, this ways of working, learning and teaching online has become our essential skill set. Yeah, yeah, for in sure. Surviving I think in surviving yep. in the world, in the real world. So it's actually quite authentic. Mm, I think um, so too. Great. Well, Carly, thank you so very much for sharing your You're wonderful welcome. stories with us. And uh, I think we've learned a lot from your story and your experience of just past few months, even this year. Yeah. And all the very best in <laughs> doing so online much. teaching into next year. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, Tia. Thank you.